Friends, let us pause and hold silence as we prepare ourselves to worship God. This is the house of the Lord. Here the word of God is alive. Let us embody our in spirit, gather round the life it offers within this community. If you're able, please stand. morning. Friends and guests, those in person or those online, and a special welcome to our friends joining us online from Troon Old Parish Church for our online worship. Wherever you are, you are welcome in this place. Out of the past comes the future, and here we are at its turning point the crossover between the ancient promises and incarnation. There we journey with the prophet's words that even yet hold the promise as they have done for so long, soon now to be born in flesh. Let us gather now around these words and with eager souls hear them labor into birth. For soon, very soon, God's word will slip from prophecy into skin. And any time now, the earth will be born anew 
Let us worship God. Hymn 273. O come, O come, Emmanuel.
now going to light our Advent candle. The Mackay family will light it for us for Advent 1. At the end of the congregational response, and then we sing verse 1 of our Advent candle lighting hymn, A Candle is Burning, to the tune away in a manger. candle to remind us of the prophets who believed in God during the dark days and looked forward to the coming of Christ. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. They lived in the land of shadows, but now light is shining on them. Living God, we thank you for faithful people of every age. We pray that we too may have faith in spite of the darkness of our times and may look forward for the coming of Jesus into our world. Amen. Thank you for lighting the candle for us for the first Sunday in Advent. Let us pray. God of promise, giver of hope, source of inspiration, bringer of joy, bless us and sustain us. God of promise, healer of our hearts, forgiver of our wrongdoing, light of our darkness. Bless us and sustain us. God of promise, you help us to look forward to a world where peace and justice, joy and laughter make life worth living. God of time and eternity, when we fail to learn the lessons of history, when we misunderstand the messengers you have sent to us, when we trash the places you give us, have mercy upon us. When we mistreat the prophets who tell it as it is, when we undermine the poor and watch children die from hunger, when we fail to stand up for peace and justice, have mercy upon us. When we choose to ignore the signs of the times, and silence the voices of truth or misuse the resources you have given us, have mercy upon us. God of time and eternity, you know us and you love us. You care for every one of us, bringing us hope and inspiration while reminding us of the promise of life and resurrection. God of promise, you do not despise or forsake us. 
You do not forget the gifts you have promised us, nor the hope you have placed within us. God of the promise, encourage us to live with your promises in our hearts so that every day becomes hope-filled. And hear us now as we join together in our family prayer with the church across the world, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our Sunday club and young folks will now go through to practice for your nativity. We're looking forward to the first live one in two years. So enjoy your time through in the halls. Our intonations of food bank continues a Tuesday at the West Halls, 10 until 12 and 7 till 8 p.m. And this Tuesday or next Sunday morning, you can bring along Christmas toys for our Christmas gift service. And our friends from Cross Streets from the Prison Project at Perth Prison will come along to accept our gifts. And there's details on the website on how you can participate in that. Instrumental Ensemble played a couple of weeks ago. They're going to play through Advent and into the new year. So anyone interested, please speak to one of the team or Stephanie or Peter or myself, and I'll put you in contact. If you play an instrument effectively, please speak to them, and they'll get you involved. Kirk Walk next Saturday, leaving the Kirk at 9.30 to Loughwinner. Details on the website. Reflective service this evening at time of Advent. But remember those who are no longer with us at 7 p.m. So if you're free and wish to come along, 7 p.m. And then there'll be refreshments afterwards and lessons and carols next Sunday evening again at 7 p.m. The Kirk record, we're going back to delivering the Kirk record, will be available next Sunday from the back of the Kirk for uplift as usual. The Kirk Posty is running this year from Monday the 13th to Thursday the 16th of December, 10 until 12 and 7 till 8 p.m. at the West Halls. 30p a card. Money all goes to charity. It's been very successful over the years and guaranteed delivery by the 20th of December. That's a better turnaround than Royal Mail. So if you wish to deliver locally, then please uh, support that 
with some new members joining the church in Advent. We'll meet in the vestry next Sunday after the service for a quick meeting. If you are interested in joining the church, then please speak to me or come along next week after the service. I have a, a second service at half past 12 today, um, so if people can vacate the church fairly sharply or go through into the halls to chat, that would be brilliant. have to do a clean before the half past 12 service. That's all our informations. Our Bible reading will be read by Phil. Let's listen for God's Word. First reading this morning is taken from Jeremiah chapter 33, reading from verses 14 to 16. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the gracious promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord our Righteousness. I will now sing our anthem.
second reading is taken from St. Luke chapter 21, reading from verses 25 to 36. There will be signs in the sun, moon and stars. In the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world. For the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so... When you see these things happening, you know that the the kingdom of God is near. I'm telling you the truth. This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with dissipation, drunkenness and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Bellin to keep in the choir for our intro and anthem. 472, come the long expected Jesus.
Let us pray. Spirit, open our eyes to your signs. Open our hearts to your message. May we lift our eyes and find your hope this Advent. So be it. Amen. What a title for a blockbuster movie. The Destruction of the Temple and the Signs of the End Times. There will be signs in the sun. There will be signs in the moon and in the stars. On earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and the tossing of the seas. People will faint in terror, apprehension of what is coming on the world. It could be the introduction to the latest apocalyptic movie, or it could be the news headline from people crossing the channel last week. You'd be forgiven for thinking that it is from our evening news. But no, it's from our gospel reading for this first Sunday in Advent. And first hearing, the message quite simply sounds like pure fantasy. But we must recognize at this time, this period of writing, apocalyptic writing was commonly used to give hope. Jesus, near the time of his arrest and suffering, is picturing a world which will become increasingly strange, difficult, dysfunctional. The Jerusalem leaders do not like being held to account. They don't like anything that challenges their privilege and power. His earlier message, which required reform to support the poor, has been rebuffed. And they use their power to tyrannize and oppress the poor and the most vulnerable in society. This is the Jewish leaders of Jesus' day I'm talking about. You'd think, again, it was written today. In this prophetic language, it sounds distressingly contemporary. Jesus describes a world reeling in pain. Roaring seas, distress among the nations, people fainting in fear. In his beautiful book of contemplation, In the Shelter, poet, theologian, and leader of the Corimila community in Ireland, Padre Gotuma, asked a question which I think is vital to ask as we start Advent. How do we say hello to here? How do we say hello to here? How do we live honestly in our own skin? How do we accept what's in front of us? How do we guard against numbness, denial, and despair? In his opening chapter, he describes the challenge, saying, 
much of our desire is not, sorry, much of our desire is to not name a place. It's because we fear that in naming it, we give it power. And by giving it power, we're saying we may not escape. It's a valid fear. There are some suburbs of hell that we wish we'd never visited. To name something can be to call it into being. And we do not wish to call certain things into any kind of being. Yet it can be that very place that defines people. How do we give space to people when Jesus asks their name as he always does to give them their name as they are? How do we say hello to here? And not by some other badge of victim or prisoner, addict, homeless, ill, unemployed, struggling. How do we say hello to here? What I find startling is that Jesus said, when all these things happen, when you see these things, don't hide. Lift up your eyes and see him. Because it's only when we embrace reality when we acknowledge the existence of here, the here of human suffering, that we can experience the nearness of God. The American author Flannery O'Connell wrote, to, be hard, to the hard of hearing you shout, for the almost blind you draw large startling figures. That's what Jesus is doing in this prophetic wake-up call. He shouts. He draws startling figures. He uses every rhetorical device at his disposal to snap his listeners to attention. Be on guard, he warns. Be on guard. Be alert. But stand up and look. Remember, this passage was written by Luke following the death of Jesus to the Gentiles. Written in a time of fear. Living in fear, which can actually be worse than violence. And the promise was hope in Christ. Stand up and raise your heads. For even in fear and tribulation... There you will find Jesus. These aren't the soothing, sentimental invitations we like to accept as we shop for our gifts, decorate our Christmas trees and sing carols. But we need to remember Advent begins in the dark. Advent is a time of waiting. Advent is not a season for the faint-hearted. Whether we like it or not, the invitation that Advent offers us are heart-edged. 
They don't look pretty on greetings cards. But they're essential, life-giving. They help us say hello to here. They help us find hope in the most startling of places. And then we move on to the fig tree. And again, we're told to look. Jesus tells us that just as the buds in the fig tree herald the advent of summer, so we will also see signs of the coming of the kingdom in our own communities. That amidst the tribulations, the chaos, the darkness of a contemporary world, and it's not greatly different from the world that Jesus lived in, in that respect. When we lift up our eyes and look, we will see Jesus in the green shoots and the buds, even in those desolate places. That is the hope of Advent. That in the midst of it all, there are still kingdom shoots breaking through. one of the privileges I've heard from my presbytery work and work with the National Church, that in a lot of places, places where local churches are vulnerable, where they're weak in terms of membership, they don't know if they'll make payment for next month's utility bills. In many of these places, when people look up and open their eyes, when seeds have been planted, there appears green shoots and buds of hope. Friends, we do live in a world which is turbulent, uncertain, and at times dark. But in Advent, the promise is hope in Jesus. In a baby born among us, To live in hope. Let's lift up our eyes. Let's plant the seeds of hope in our community. And we will see green shoots appear. We will see the buds flourish. This Christmas in Houston, let's open our eyes and lift up our heads. And let's meet the Savior in this place and beyond. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore, world without end. Amen. 477. Lo, he comes with clouds descending.
Let us pray. Loving God, you are the giver of hope. You constantly surprise us with your creativity and your goodness because you're a God who brings change. Even in unlikely circumstances, we have a basis for hope. Thank you for the promise of Advent, which enable us to prepare our hearts, knowing you bring change and hope to the world through the coming of your Son. We pray for people living in situations where hope seems foolish. For those trapped in refugee camps, for those trying to flee across the channel, for those surviving in conflict zones, for those affected by the extremes of weather and variations of climate, for those who are de denied freedom, justice, and opportunity. Lord, bring change and help us to be part of that change so that we may be bearers of your hope. God, we pray for our church as a new church year begin, begins. Bring us encouragement that you have a plan for your people and that you are a God of surprises and new beginnings. Give us the hope we need to inspire us for the work and the worship which lies before us. Be with those who worship where it is challenging or dangerous to do so. Lord, we pray for the work of people caring faithfully for the well-being of others and showing your love in practical ways. Enable us never to grow weary of doing good in your name and of offering the hope to others which is so important in our own lives. Lord, we pray for ourselves and our families where there is a need for your hope to reignite our faith. Remind us of your ability to bring change. To those who are troubled, bring peace. To those who are ill, bring healing. To those who are sad, bring comfort. As Advent begins, we bring our personal prayers to you for the people in the situations we know where your hope, your change is so much needed. In a moment of silence, we name the situations and people known to us in need of your hope and your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear all our prayers, spoken and unspoken, and may we lift our eyes and see your buds of hope all around us this Advent. So be it. Amen. Following our final hymn of the benediction, we then sing the threefold Amen, and the blessing, praise God, from whom all blessings flow as the Bible leaves the sanctuary. Our final hymn, 277.
Hark the glad sound, the Saviour comes. Come, O come, Emmanuel, the journey to the manger has started. Let's lift up our eyes and see the hope. And as we go, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with you all forevermore.